Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Back on Track from Anything But Footy, speaking to the men and women targeting the Tokyo 2020 Olympics and Paralympics in 2021. In this episode, we're speaking to a current Olympic champion and reigning world champion, Liam Heath. Liam is one of five canoeists already selected for the Games. That was announced before they were postponed by a year. He won canoe sprint gold under the gaze of the famous Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio in the K1 200 metre four years on from Ed McKeever's success in London. We've got quite a few other medalists as well um, and, and Olympians who've competed in the sport. So before me and before Ed, uh, you had um, Tim Brabant and Ian Wynn and you know you've got a great success of uh, reaching finals in the uh, Olympic disciplines over sprint over the years. And uh, I mean, it, it comes down to, the, I guess, the coaching that you have and, and the relationship you have with the coach And, and building on good routines. So, I mean, I, my, my career stretched between two coaches. I started off with, with Alex Nikonoroff and um, now with Eric Farrell, who, uh, who coached Tim Bravance and Ian Wynn to their Olympic medals and, and their great achievements. So um, it's having that, that, that in place and um, being able to just to re kind of replicate and build on what's worked before and almost disregard which hasn't. So you can kind of progress from year on year. We were very... Lucky with Alex uh, back in 2010 when, when 200 metres was announced as an Olympic discipline that we kind of um, hit the ground running, I suppose you, you could describe it as, uh, on the international scene um, with, with the athletes we had, me, Johnny, Ed um, and, and Ed Cox and, and a few others in the 200 metres. And we just kept that ball rolling, really developing on what worked and, and, and what didn't. I'm really interested, Liam, that when you realise that hard work and that lifetime ambition and you become an Olympic gold medalist. What is the first thing that you think about or that you want to go and do? Because I can be pretty certain it wasn't being dragged over the road to the Flamengo club to see the likes of John and I underneath the shadow of Christ the Redeemer to do a load of interviews. What is it you want to do when you've won that gold medal? 
Uh, I suppose, I mean, initially you, you don't believe it uh, and you kind of have to have that sink in a little bit. And uh, I suppose for me, it was wanting to share that achievement with everyone who supported uh, supported me through through the training, through the, um, you know, blood, sweat and tears to get to that point. So for me, it was very much about seeing my friends, my family, um, you know, my coach and, and everyone, the support team around me who had enabled uh, me to train the way I did and and prepare the way I did to perform you know the, the way I did so I mean they were the, they were the, that was the key thing that I wanted to do and then uh, after sinking in it's then almost a thought about what what to do next do you then after 2016 you're not going to get many better settings to win a gold medal do you then immediately think I want to do this again did you at any point think I've done it it's time to do something different? Yeah, so I mean, when I crossed the line and I, I won won the gold and stood on the podium, you know, thoughts are yes, I've done it. That, that's incredible. Um, the thought wasn't going through my head. Oh, I want to do it again. Um, at that point in time, I knew I could go quicker. Uh, so my focus was on the following season in 2017 um, because I knew I had the potential to probably set one of the world's fastest times. Uh, so that was my key focus. Um, after arriving home from from Rio, uh, was to go out in the next season and set the world's fastest time, um, which I which I did, <laughs> and then then things changed <laughs> um, quite a bit with it with the introduction uh, into finding my wife's life of our daughter Sarah Rose, um, which um, is is well changing. And um, so 2018 was a bit more of a reflection year on where I wanted to go, whether I thought I could do it uh, again um, and how that might fit in with family life and, and the number one priority, which is which is our daughter. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit more of a reflection year. And then moving on to 2019 um, was kind of a taster to see if I could do it. And it went pretty well. So... And um, that's when the ambition for, for the Olympics started again, I guess, at the beginning. After the first World Cup in 2019, um, when you could see what the potential could be over the next couple of years, uh, reignited that um, passion and uh, motivation to, to try again for the Olympic Games. So from, a, from an outsider's point of view, Liam, you kind of think, oh, it's the gold medals that drive you on. It's so I want to do it. But actually, what you just said there, it's actually being better. That's what actually drives you on, being better and faster. For, for me, I think it's quite a personal thing and, and everyone has their own uh, ambitions and their own motivations to do what they do. Uh, and for me, it's always been about trying to push myself to the limits to see how fast uh, the boats can go, whether that was in K2, Johnny, uh, or, or in K1, um, just to you know, see what I'm, poss- what I'm physically possible or able to do uh, in, in these boats. Um and uh, yeah, that has been a, a massive driving force. Uh, it's essentially through my entire career. And you always get off the water uh, thinking, or I do anyway, thinking I could have gone faster or I could have done something a little bit better. So I suppose, uh, a lot like I guess many athletes out there, you're just searching for perfection. I suppose you're just searching for that perfect race. Um, and ironically, that, that perfect race probably never doesn't exist or is never achievable because you always are going to find fault in in, in some aspects but uh, I guess you're trying to just 
get as close to that as possible. You're listening to Anything But Footies Back on Track, the interview series featuring athletes aiming for Tokyo 2020 in 2021. Sprint canoeist Liam Heath is our guest, and he's preparing for his third games later this summer. But obviously his preparation has been nothing like normal. It's a bit tough, and everyone's in a bit of the unknown as well, because last year for me, it's a tick-over year. I'm pretty sure for a lot of athletes out there, it was very much the same, because there were no competitions happening. So it's a little bit of the unknown. Um, Having this a five-year cycle rather than a four-year cycle, it's just been stretched out a bit, so... Um, people kind of going to be coming out this year competing um, and not kind of knowing what to expect because of the preparations they've been able to put in place um, and having the year off and not really knowing how that might might affect them and their performances. So psychologically, it can be pretty, pretty tough. Um, physically, it's, I mean, it's hard work, but, you know, your body's an engine and if you just provide it with what it needs, it kind of can chug along um, and it's the mind which kind of needs a little bit more focus. I mean, there's been a big thing about mental health and uh, your state of mind um, just to function in lockdown just day to day. Put that on top of driving yourself in a training session by yourself at home um, is, is slightly different. So it's been, it's been tough, but I mean, I've got support around me, so it's good. You mentioned the unknown. You were world champion in 2019. How on earth do you hold your form? For two years um well that's the funny thing i mean you you don't really hold it at a, at a level level like you don't hold your form at a world championship kind of performance for that entire year until the next year you drop down and have recovery and then you start building up again um and it's kind of going through that routine um so when you drop down it's into the uh, kind of stasis that we had last year where you're just ticking over. We've just elongated that process. Now we're starting to ramp it back up again um, up to that, that peak performance again. I mean, I mean no one can uh, maintain that um, kind of, yeah, that physical ability for, for years on end. It's, it very much goes in cycle and training cycle. So you, you drop down, you let your body rest, recover, and you start building it back up again to peak um, yeah, so it's, it's not like, yeah, you've maintained it, you've dropped down and you're yeah. building it up. So you've got that August week in the diary. You're going to peak for Tokyo 2020 in 2021. What are your h- hopes going out there? You, you know, I just, I want to go out there and uh, be in the best place physically and mentally that I can be to, to race at the best level that I can. Um, and that's the attitude I have when I approach any race, I suppose, it's just to go out there and, and lay down the best best times and the best uh, races that I can do. Um, I don't look to hope for results because they are always, um, they're out of your control to a certain extent. I mean, you can, you can hope and dream for winning uh, the medals, uh, but you're not particularly in control at all of you. You're only in control of the way I see it. You're only in control of being able to push yourself to your limits and have the best race that you can. Um, and that's, guess, what, what I'm hoping to achieve um, when I head out to Tokyo. Do you think the Games will be different? And as someone that's been there and done it before, I guess for you, some of that mechanism around the Games, like village life and ceremonies, the fact that some of that sort of stuff might not happen, 
do you have sympathy with those that are maybe only ever going to go to one games and won't get to experience that? And do you feel it will be a different kind of experience this time around for you because of the situation we're in? Yeah, it's pretty clear and it's been laid out that it's going to be different. Um, I mean, every games is different in their uh, in own in their own wonderful way, I suppose. I mean, I've been at home games uh, and then I've been at an away games, and this will be my my second away games. And every every country puts their stamp on stamp on it, and, and you know, and uh, the pandemic that we're going through is definitely going to influence certain aspects of it. I mean, it's always quite restrictive and quite regimented when you go to an Olympic event. Uh, and it has to be so that it can actually run, but it's going to be even more so uh, now, making sure that it's done in a safe way, not just for, uh, you know, the, the people there competing, uh, the athletes, the teams, uh, but also for, for the, the, the Japanese people as well. I mean, we, you don't want to be bringing anything untoward in, into the country because uh, they're uh, um, hosting us. So uh, it's going to, the pandemic is going to definitely have an impact. Um, and, you know, I don't think the right word. I don't think sympathy for, for athletes who might be competing just at the one games is the is the right word. I mean, it's going to be an incredibly unique experience. But uh, just to be able to call yourself an Olympian is pretty incredible. Uh, so uh, to be able to compete, it's going to be one you know that's going to go down in in the history books for sure because of everything that's uh, gone on and taken place in the lead up to it. Um, and uh, you know really really excited for it and um hoping all the athletes can make it there safely and in the best possible condition that they can be in and for you personally it could be one of sarah rose's very first earliest memories couldn't it seeing dad at the uh, games uh yeah hopefully that's uh, been a big driving force for for me uh, uh, competing at this uh, olympic event and um It'd be great. I don't think the likelihood of her being there in the stands is going to be possible, but she's definitely going to have that stamped in her memory uh, wherever she is. Good luck to Liam Heath and British Canoeing at the Games this July and August. This is Back on Track from Anything But Footy, the podcast series focusing on British stars aiming for Tokyo 2020 in 2021. Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.